When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is a part of the Maisie Media Network, a community of podcasts for women by women. What's up, loves? Welcome to Destination Healer Podcast, where I obsess over giving you the tools that you need to choose happiness and create more joyful moments. I am your host, best-selling author and lifestyle blogger, Ty Alexander, and I'm basically your new wellness hype girl, so welcome to the party. (laughs) Before we take a deep dive into today's episode, I want to remind you to be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes if you've enjoyed the podcast so far. You can also head over to our website, destinationhill.com, to explore our spiritual toolbox, which is filled with gems that I have curated to help you build a life full of healing experiences. So let's get into today's episode. It has been six years since my mother went to heaven. And even though she was in my life for over 30 years and we made a lot of memories, the ones I really remember the most are the last eight months of her life. When she was diagnosed with stage four cancer, I immediately went home to be with her and our our whole family rallied around taking care of her. Instantly, I was fearful. I was in shock, but I knew work needed to be done. I didn't want to get a phone call that something had happened. I wanted to be there if and when it did. But being one of her caretakers was without a doubt the hardest thing I've ever had to do. Watching her body give up on her, but witnessing her mental strength really inspired me to keep moving and and still kind of keeps me feeling invincible to this day. Being her caregiver was, it was really important to me because I wanted her to know that I was there for her like she had been there for me all of my life. But I quickly realized that while I was by her side helping to take care of her, I was losing a part of myself. And I think it's just something that naturally happens when you care for people. But when you decide or remember that your family is important to you, it can send your emotions, your your ego really, into like a kitty panic attack. And then your ego and your need to be there will eventually collide. I knew I wanted to and, and really needed to take care of my mom, but I also had a huge case of FOMO. And 
I still really very much wanted to do the cool things that my blogger influencer life afforded me. Like I wanted to go to the free Rihanna concert or or have Sunday brunch for five hours with my blogger friends. And because I still wanted to do those things for myself, I began to feel guilty. Like how dare I want to please myself and, and be happy while my mom is suffering. I had to learn how to manage caring for myself and caring for my mother quicker than I thought because the truth is I was falling apart. And so for me, that meant that I had to get back to the basics of self-care. So here are four things that I did while I was caring for my mother so that I wouldn't lose my mind, (laughs) wouldn't lose all of my mind because the truth is I did lose a little bit of my mind when my mother died, but that's a whole nother story and also completely normal. So the first thing I did and and still do is keep a journal. There were some days where the overwhelming feeling of taking care of my parent would take over my mind and leave me beyond unproductive, which then left me with these feelings that seemed so irrelevant next to all of the things I was watching my mother go through. But we have to understand that those feelings are also very worthy of our attention. And if we continue to ignore them, we will slip into a deep depression, which is what I did. So I opened my journal and I just wrote. I wrote down every feeling I had about the process, about my mother, my family, about me and my family. I wrote down everything. And before I knew it, I had basically documented my process, which was a huge therapeutic win for me and landed me my first book deal. Journaling became my all accepting, non-judgmental friend who listened attentively every single time. And hell, isn't that why we pay for therapy, (laughs) right? We just want someone to listen to us without interruption, without judgment. Experts will tell you that journaling not only stretches your IQ and who doesn't want to be smarter, but it also increases your emotional intelligence and boosts your memory and comprehension. The second thing I did was eat, drink water, and sleep. (laughs) And I know this sounds really simple and almost even silly to mention, but I would forget to drink water. My meals were reduced to once a day. And girl, me and 3 a.m. have become the best of friends. I'd have my coffee in the morning, maybe in the afternoon, maybe at night. So my meals were actually reduced to coffee. My mom was actually the one who pointed this out. She said, how am I the cancer patient who is barely eating and I'm eating more than you? (laughs) So when I fought with her to make her eat her food, I did the same thing for me. You cannot be the best at taking care of your loved one if no one is taking care of you. And only you can take care of you. The third thing I did, and again, still do, is breathe and fall in love with it. This might also be another one of those, girl, tie, duh, I know how to breathe. But seriously, We don't know how to breathe (laughs) and very rarely do we stop and breathe and not the kind of breathing that is like required to live, 
but the kind of breathing that allows the world to pause just for a minute in order for you to get still. It's the only way your mind and your body truly connect. Breath is the foundation of yoga and meditation because it combines the focus of the mind with the life of your body, allowing your mind to clear by experiencing the sensation of breath. It can have a powerful impact on your sanity. When I learned how to breathe, it was the best thing I could do for myself. And it's the best way that you can care for you. Now, when I feel a way about whatever I'm feeling (laughs) and I become overwhelmed, I literally just stop and breathe. The fourth thing and the very last tip that I'm going to give you is let go of your need to control. Sometimes I have felt like I didn't do enough. I felt like I didn't move quick enough. And the reality of this beastly part of life that I was experiencing was that my mother was dying. Period. And what's worse was there was absolutely nothing I could do about it. I felt like I had failed as a caregiver, as a daughter, as a woman. And for months after my mother's death, I was crippled with the thought that I could have saved her. It led me down a spiraling road of depression and really paused my healing, like halted it. I realized as I was writing my book that I had to address this. Your loved ones need your care and your support. You are not, you cannot, you will not be the miracle that will save them. And that by far is a hard yet true pill to swallow. But once you do, you will begin to breathe again. You can let those thug tears out and loose and run wild. And for me, for so long, I saw tears as as a sign of weakness. Like, what are you crying for, girl? Like, damn, is it that serious for tears? Well, yes, <laughs> actually it is. And so now I cry at everything. <laughs> every sappy movie, every nice gesture I see out in public, you know, all the surprises on the Ellen show, you name it. I am a ball of emotional tears now. What they don't tell you is that Tears are the release of those emotions. It's a way of letting you know that the emotion is now free, that that you are free. Those emotions are no longer holding your heart, your, your time, or your healing hostage. So let all of the tears escape because it's good for you. Here's what I know for sure in my good old Oprah voice. (laughs) I know that those four tips will drastically save your soul. But above all of this, I know that taking care of my mother made me an adult. And to think I really thought I was adulting all these years, but I stopped being her daughter. And I became a woman who was taking care of another woman. It made me grow up quick. And I have absolutely no regrets about it. 
I really hope that you enjoyed and loved today's episode. This first season of our podcast is really a sneak peek into what you'll get if you join us at our self-care in real life retreat. Our second annual retreat is happening May 2020 in the glorious Los Cabos. All of the details can be found on destinationhill.com and it's just $100 to reserve your stay, but we only have about six or seven slots left. And as we enter into the new decade, this is the perfect curated experience to help you find the courage to put yourself at the top of your priority list. If you did enjoy the podcast episode, please do me a favor. Y'all know I love favors and submit your review on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you are listening to me today. Also, I kind of think you like me, like we might go together and stuff. (laughs) So go ahead and subscribe to the podcast so that you can be the first to get new episodes each and every Sunday. And I want to encourage you to share this episode or all the episodes really on IG stories, your feed, Twitter, Facebook, just do your girl a favor and share it so that we can keep the conversation going beyond today. And lastly, when you do share it, make sure you tag me. I'm at love to Alexander and at destination hill again. Thank you so much for listening to me today. And until next time, doodles. <laughs> I don't know why I love saying it. <laughs> This podcast is a part of the Maisie Media Network, a community of podcasts for women by women.